What's up, Familia? We are here to discuss Uncanny Spider-Man number one by Cy Sperrier. And I had to discuss it with my new BFF, Tori, from More Mutants. Hello, Familia. I'm so excited to be here. You said hello, <laughs> Familia. Stop it. I'm going crazy I now. We I'm did... honored to be here. No, we, we did a Twitch stream yesterday for X-Men Legends 2, and I have been just so on cloud nine after talking with you and Dan. I just, you guys, your energy is it's just next level. Oh, well, so is yours. We had so much fun. I'm so glad that we were able to get you on. Even though we had a myriad of tech issues, we still had a great time. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. Familia, go to More Mutants on Twitch. See our mm -hmm. episode. Find all their content. Where, where, where can people find More Mutants? So on Twitch, we're More underscore Mutants. Uh, also on Instagram, more underscore mutants and YouTube as well. We usually upload, uh, especially when we have a guest. So if you don't catch the episode with uh, Dayspring here on Twitch, you can find it on our YouTube soon. Okay. Well, I'm obsessed with everything you guys do. I, I love the content you guys produce. So Familia, go to more mutants, define the pretender. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, the redeemer, the redeemer by more yeah underscore mutants and tori yesterday we were talking about cy spurrier and mm -hmm. how much you've enjoyed way of x legion of x yeah. so when i was like <laughs> well uncanny spider-man's coming out today and we're going to talk about mm -hmm. it can you come on and and here we are to discuss uncanny spider-man <laughs> I'm so excited because, uh, yeah, we were chatting last night and we had so many similar opinions. We were agreeing on everything until we got to Way of X and Legion of X. And then we had some controversial yet brave opinions. <laughs> controversial yet brave. <laughs> yeah, listen, I think Sai, as we were talking about, we've had him on the podcast. I think Sai is an exceptionally great writer. There's so much mm -hmm. in here that I like in Uncanny Spider-Man, but I did... Yeah tap out of way of x <gasps> onslaught revelations right, right. legion of x but you you have the difference of opinion on that i loved it and i find that i'm in the minority i think uh, of people that <laughs> how people feel about his recent books his x books um me and dan both loved it and we have one other friend slash follower that also really loves all of size stuff. But I see online that it's a lot of people do not like it. So I feel like it's kind of like a niche <laughs> thing but i'm a huge fan um i'm also aside from x-men my other big thing is hellblazer and i know Sai's done some hellblazer as well so i i'm just always been a really big fan of his writing he has done x books in the past he's obviously tackled mm -hmm. legion during the you know the oh my god x-men legacy era and he's mm -hmm. done weapon x as well he he is a phenomenal writer i think the krakoan age in general is just really difficult for a lot of writers and and i find myself yeah. as i marinate on this issue the things i i don't like but i can still look at him and be like well his writing is good it's just the situation that they're in doesn't make a lot of sense to me and yeah. And we'll get into it because I have we'll so many fields. I have this broken like word document with like question marks <laughs> and all this stuff here. But, but Tori, before we dive into it, are you a big Nightcrawler yeah. fan? It's, it's was Night Nightcrawler on your top three that we discussed yesterday? Yes, Nightcrawler is probably my all time favorite X Men oh. character. Like if I had to pick only one, it would be Nightcrawler. So <laughs> even, even before Chamber. Nightcrawler. 
yeah, even if I ha- could only pick one, it would be Nightcrawler. But Chamber's right up there. <laughs> what what is it about Nightcrawler that you think makes him such a special character? Oh God, that, so that's much. my Oprah question. I'm sorry. <laughs> so much. <laughs> um, I mean, first of all, his design. Yes, I think. Tell me. I think a lot of people that love Nightcrawler, like his design, is so incredible. Aesthetically, he's such a cool character. You're immediately interested in him when you see him. Um, but then, of course, it's his whole, you know, he looks like a demon, but he's the heart of the X-Men. He's like the most human of the mutants. And that's so fascinating. That's always been such a fascinating like dichotomy for a character. I love that he has like a heart of gold and he's like the sweetest character. Um, also really interested in his crises of faith that he's had over time. I find that super interesting. I'm not a religious person, but I do have a degree in religious studies because I have like a weird fascination with like the cultural impact of like religion. So that's the other reason why I've always been really interested in the character. And he has a circus background and I'm also a circus artist. So I, 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 I love Nightcrawler. <laughs> if you would have seen at two in the morning, a plethora of likes coming in on your Instagram account, that was... <laughs> oh my God, you're so sweet. <laughs> I was just like obsessed <laughs> No, I loved your energy. So I'm of similar as you, except I'm not a circus performer, but I've always been curious about the role religion plays in society. I love religion mm-hmm. and the idea of deity from a historical perspective. Exactly, yeah. The idea of Yahweh being the council of gods who eventually got singled out. I, I love tracing the historical ideologies of God and religion. I think it's so incredibly fascinating. And so when you get a character like Nightcrawler, who exactly what you said, hellish looking, but is a man of faith, has confronted crisis uh, of his faith. I, I love. I think it's great. Yeah. And we this, love, we stand. We love and we stand. Yes. And I think this <laughs> issue, we do see him having a crisis of faith. And, and that's mm-hmm. part of what I do like about this. But I guess we should yeah. just dive in. Let's and do it. Tell me your, okay. Tell me your overall feels. On this issue, okay. was it everything you were okay. expecting? How did you? How did you feel? Oh, and, and wait, um, wait, Familia. Spoiler warning! Spoiler warning! Spoiler yes. warning! All spoilers for Uncanny Spider-Man issue number one. Mm-hmm. Um. So when this book was announced, I was terrified. <laughs> I I was. I think me and a lot of people instantly panicked at seeing like Nightcrawler in a Spider-Man costume. I was like immediately do not like do not want not happy about it (laughs) so i was really nervous like leading up to this book and then like a month ago i saw size interview that he did about this and um the upcoming x-men blue origins and reading his interview put me at ease (laughs) like going into the book i was like okay i i see what he's doing uh and then reading this issue and seeing it i was pleasantly surprised i think i'm really biased since i love nightcrawler and Sai so much i really enjoyed it um so yeah i really liked it but i was i was trepidatious going into it <laughs> yeah I, I i rank it above miss marvel and Jean gray i thought it uh, was yeah. and and again I, I don't think the writing is necessarily bad if this had been any other character in any other universe i would have been like this is a solid first issue and mm-hmm. and it's a pretty straightforward story by the way in just we'll get into the weeds of it but the general sweep is nightcrawler is now spider-man he is helping people in manhattan and orcus is aware of him 
and they're trying to track him down for since he committed um, in the Krakoan age, especially when he became that demonic form. It's it, it, And he's talking to Spider-Man, how he's having a crisis of faith, and he really wanted to be in New York City. And two big surprises in the issue is that there's a homeless person who's been following him around, turns out to be Mystique. Yeah. And, and the ending is Silver Sable is being deployed to go after him. So it's pretty straightforward. It's it's not a very complicated first issue. No, definitely not. I don't know. I kind of loved seeing him taking on just like normal like street goons who are stealing human organs. <laughs> no, of all things. <laughs> That's how evil they are. They're, they're, they're stealing human organs. And Nightcrawler kind of comes in and we find out that he's already been sort of known in circles. So that a new Spider-Man's in town and people are really flocking towards him. Yeah, well, that that is one of the things that I haven't liked so much about all these fall of X books is like that there's clearly like this big like time jump <laughs> between everything that happened to Hellfire Gala and then we just get like thrown into X weeks later or whatever. I don't love that. Um, yeah, and that was something they started with Hickman with Hoxpox. It was like Avengers, mm-hmm. dis- or, excuse me, X-Men Disassembled ended. And then we just pick up like, I, what was it, three, six months later, and Krakoa yeah. is already established. So we don't even see that interim period. So I agree with you. We we mm-hmm. have no interim period. He is just, Nightcrawler is yeah. just Spider-Man now. Just thrown into it. Yeah. Um, I thought the opening scene was really fun. Like similar, like I thought some of the lines were really funny. And mm-hmm. uh, I liked to see Nightcrawler uh, like quipping <laughs> Spider-Man style or attempting to at least. Um, I thought it was fun. And I remember one of the things that Sai had said in the interview was that one of the things that he hadn't gotten to do with Nightcrawler yet that he wanted to do was like some classic swashbuckling Nightcrawler, Mm -hmm. like some fun swashbuckling Nightcrawler. And I feel like we got a little bit of that in this issue, in this opening scene, too. Yeah. And by the way, the second I saw the person um, coming out of the shadows with the I love Latvarian hat saying, where's my son? I'm like, that's Mystique. Or where's my baby? I'm like, that's Mystique. That's Mystique. So, yep. you know, I'm glad that kind of there was a payoff for that because it was an odd beat in the story. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I really did love about it was that Nightcrawler is trying to be Spider-Man. But, you know, there is this because because well, English is not his first language. So he's trying to figure out puns and stuff like that. So he's here like, oh, are you having trouble parking? Get it? We're in a park. I I heard the character's voice so much. Me too. With that. You're like, yeah, you're reading it like in his voice. I yeah. love that so much. It was because I think that's the other part about Nightcrawler that's so endearing is kind of his nerdy, goofy like personality. And we didn't get to see a lot of that recently because he's been in such a like dark place in Way of X, Legion of X, all this stuff. So yeah, it was it was refreshing to see that again. I, and I loved it. So him fighting the bad guys and how he kind of took them on, like that for me was a peak. But here, mm-hmm. here comes my next qualm. <laughs> is okay. Um, okay, or my first qualm. Orcus, an Orcus Sentinel comes and it's like mutant detected. And there's like a little voice in his head that says, I'm going to take care of this. And mm-hmm. there's a group of people who come into the park and they're like, there's no mutie here. And, you know, this is our hero. This is the new Spider-Man. We want him to sign our $20 bill. <laughs> my, my qualm with this as a 20-year-old uh, New Yorker who lived in New York for 20 years, I don't believe that the current climate in somewhere like Manhattan, that there wouldn't be people who support mutants, right? 
that that yeah. was the only thing. I'm not saying that there wouldn't be Orcus Sentinels, but I, I I found it kind of weird that all like in this issue, everyone who lives in New York City that we encounter hates mutants. It's just like no mutie mm. stuff like that. That felt a little odd to me in terms of the world building. No, I agree with that. Then, but then he's like, I'm going to return these human organs. I was surprised by the voice. <laughs> I didn't know what to think about the voice. So you tell me. Like, did you did you oh, know what yeah. that was immediately? Well, at first, I thought maybe Mother Righteous, because mm. at first the, like, accent was not as, like, clear of, like, what kind of accent it was. And, you know, Mother Righteous has, like, that, <clears throat> was it, like, an Essex accent or something? Yeah. Um, And then when you see the little, when he's holding the box of organs and the voice is talking to him, it's, like, a little white face I thought was kind of reminiscent of, like, her mask so that was my first thought but then the more that they talked i was like no it's definitely not mother righteous yeah i i don't know who i mother righteous would have been a although i call her mother righteousness in my head (laughs) (laughs) mother righteous would have been the logical uh, assumption there i didn't know what to think i don't know why i thought like magic or 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 something like Mm -hmm. that but which wouldn't make any sense because she's you know she's off in realm of x but Mm -hmm. I, I didn't know what to make of it. I thought maybe because I had tapped out of Size Barrier's X books that maybe, I, and I'm not caught up with it yet, maybe that was something that was planted there. But it turns out it's it's like a a bamf, it, a, yeah, a ghostly like a bamf. bamf, like a ghostly yeah. little bamf that it's adorable. It reminds me of, oh my gosh, what is that book that with the the, the demons that cling to people? Like, do you have an outward manifestation of your soul? Oh, Golden Compass. Golden Compass. That's what yeah. I sort of like. I kind of was <laughs> like, I, I love that so much. Man, I haven't read Golden Compass in like Oh, yeah. I think I read it in years. middle school. <laughs> yeah, it's been... <laughs> I was an adult when I read it, but yeah. I, <laughs> but I, I, that's kind of like how I would have described him hovering over. No, that was but, very unexpected. When a voice was happening, I was like, what is this? What is happening? So then we, f- we find out that um, we have a data page that says mutants tricked us. They poisoned us. They walked among us. But thanks to your support, all mutant teleportals have been deactivated. Orcus, keeping the X out of NYC, your friendly neighborhood sentinels. I was just like, ah. I, again, I have a hard time conceptually conceptualizing that New York would be so anti-mutant given yeah. how progressive the city is. I can I can certainly think of other parts of the world where there that would be an issue, but or or of the United States where it would be an issue. But New York, I was like, I think New York would be this weird haven or or bubble, but that's not to absolve it of any sentinel policing. No, I agree. I, yeah, with everything that's happened, like I can see that there would definitely be people who would absolutely be anti-mutant at this point but yeah it's it is hard to believe that like everyone would be i mean i guess like i mean in fairness i'm trying to rationalize my own i what i love about this community it's speaking speaking with folks and and in in particular your enthusiasm for the book and 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 for Sai and for nightcrawler i'm like you know what mm-hmm. maybe it isn't maybe i'm reading too much into it because you know what you're absolutely right they're Everything that Orcus is tricking the media and all these drugs that were supposed to prolong life and cure mental disease actually turned out to be, you know, false and it was killing Mm. people. So there would be a huge public turn on mutants in fairness, in fairness to the situation. I don't like I personally don't like it, but I can. Yeah, I don't like it, (laughs) but I can understand. I can understand now 
why there would be that like kind of like muty stuff. Mm-hmm. The next scene I think is really great if you want to carry us through it. Oh, when he's uh, talking to Spider Man. Oh my so god! Good. I and they're eating street pizza. They're eating dollar slice pizza, or do they have a pie? Whatever he's yeah, eating. They pizza. Have, yeah, there's a box. Yeah. Okay, okay. They're eating New York style pizza, which I love. I really like. Um, is it Lee Garbett? Uh, yeah. His art. I really love the way that he's drawing Nightcrawler. Once we see him without the mask on, I think he looks great. Um, oh, I know. He looks so cute. He's so cute. And yeah, then just eating pizza, having this conversation, and Spider-Man kind of like checking in on Kurt and his emotional state because he's clearly not okay (laughs) at all. I think my favorite part of it, though, was um, when Kurt mentions the astral cutlass because we see him with like his glowing sword and then Spider-Man's like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) The what now? My my only qualm with it. that would be my only like Spider Man is no stranger to weird convoluted stuff. I I would have liked. I feel Spider Man feels a little off to me in the scene, and I don't know what's going on with him. I, I I've read up to the Beyond Corporation, but I haven't read afterward. But I I figured like I don't know. I would have liked in the scene him also eating pizza with with Nightcrawler. And yeah. just being like, let me tell you about Ben Riley. You think that's complicated? <laughs> let me tell you about Ben Riley. Is it, it, is more what I would have wanted. Spider Man just seen there from a story perspective, just to, you know, to have the stamp on Nightcrawler that he has one of Spider Man's old costumes. How does his <laughs> tail work? No one knows. Yeah, that was good too. I, I'm glad that they pointed that out. It was that was funny. But I have a question for you because this is one of the first thing yeah. that came to my mind when people were like. We're like when they're like, they're like this new Spider-Man. He's not a mutant, you know. When the when the mm-hmm. people were gathered around him on the park, is it Nightcrawler? Would is Nightcrawler public facing? Wouldn't people be like, oh wait, that's the X-Man with the with the devil tail? So clearly, I did. Him. Yeah, no, I thought about that when they showed the page of like the forum, like the you know the fan site, and they were talking about. And so there is a comment in there where someone's like, "Well, doesn't one of the X Men have a tail?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't Nightcrawler be easily recognizable as an X Men?" Like, yeah, no, I had the same thought. <laughs> yeah, it just like that for me, I would have been like, I, I missed the comment, so I'm glad. Oh, I'm seeing it here now. Yeah, so I'm glad. I'm glad someone said that because I th- that's the first thing that comes to my mind is that of all the X Men, Nightcrawler would stand yeah. out he's very yeah. distinct <laughs> yeah like someone like emma for example can get away with being incognito because she's not right. as distinct but like he nightcrawler has certain feet and hands and a tail that would you would immediately identify like wait a minute so that yeah, was it exactly that would that, that just made my head cock a little bit i was just like mm. mm-hmm. but then so this next scene i kind of got a little angry on it um we have vulture mm-hmm. Uh, who's working for Orcus, and they're performing experiments on Feral. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to, you know, I, I guess what they're trying to do is find out uh, immortality. They're trying to discover mutant resurrection. And Feral gets, I guess this is Warlock? Warlock, this is Phalanx technology they're using in here? And 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 and, and Feral goes Feral. And then <laughs> Vulture, like, is able to, like, easily, like, slap her down and yeah do you tell me what you thought about this scene in general yeah this part yeah i admittedly was confused i i don't keep up with spider-man stuff at all like i've read ultimate spider-man and like that's pretty much it because like i i can't keep up with x-men and spider-man so when spider-man 
yeah, when Spider-Man characters show up, I'm like, I, I don't know what they've been doing or how they got here. And then, yeah, I was seeing him with the the technarch like technology. I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Yeah. And by the way, look, it, it was kind of hokey when he's like, don't call me Vulture, call me Director Vulture. Yeah, <laughs> that was ridiculous. <laughs> I was like, oh, but <laughs> my main qualm here, and I've been saying this for a while now, I don't like seeing the X-Men kind of just not being cool like like feral is being experimented on you know she's having a reaction to it and then director vulture is able to easily take her down feral was on x-force okay yeah she was doing the the shit that no one was capable of doing she wouldn't go down to vulture let alone director vulture i'm sorry that 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 is my qualm there but you know we're talking about also that you know, they're well aware that Nightcrawler is evading them uh, with mm-hmm. their technology that Nimrod gave him. And they're trying to find a way to, you know, let's do a little outsourcing, shall we, on, on how to pin him down. No, yeah. it's fine. I don't know what the end no, game is supposed to be here. No, I agree. I think Pharaoh should have at least, like, you know, taken down one of these side people or something. Like, you know, get a little bit of a fight in there before she gets knocked out. But then, yeah, the panel where she gets knocked down is so silly, too, because it's like Vulture, like, headbutting her. It's like, yeah. boom. So lame. <laughs> I mean, justice for Feral here. It just, justice it's like, for Feral. I just, I can't. I mean, again, it's just, I, I'm tired of the X-Men being, like, shown as wusses or not being, like, they're not strategizing or they're not a good, like, force to be reckoned with. That 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 is just my overall note on what's going on in the Krakoan age but yeah that's fair absolutely so then we're back in Central Park in the next scene it's the dawn of a beautiful beautiful day and (laughs) and someone is attacking a jogger and Nightcrawler intervenes and knocks him out and the jogger is really grateful to Nightcrawler which I love this everyone everyone has (laughs) hard eyes for Nightcrawler she hugs him Mm -hmm. And and it's a weird beat in the story, by the way. And I, I'm curious for your your thoughts on it. Um, there's a beeping sound, and he looks down at her chest, and he's here like, uh, "This is very distracting." And she, the jogger's like, "Huh?" But then it's her it's her necklace that's beeping off, and it's because Orcus is selling uh, little devices that detect mutants. And you, as a reader, are thinking like, "Oh." It's detecting Nightcrawler, but no, actually, mm-hmm. that person who was doing the mugging is actually Mystique and is wearing the same clothes from the day before, which was that person asking for the baby. Yeah. What yes, you- now I'm like, I guess is like, is there something in the spider suit that's like making it so Nightcrawler is not being detected as a mutant? Because that's like the second time they're kind of showing that that that's happening. Um. I will say though my favorite part of this scene is when uh, Mystique, like when she shapeshifted as the guy and she pulls out the knives and there's a snicked sound <laughs> of like pulling <laughs> the knives and he goes, ooh, a classic sound effect, bub, want another? And then he teleports <laughs> and there's the bamf. I was like, yes, <laughs> I live. <laughs> it's, I, I don't know. Like, again, like it, it was such a, like a weird beat in the story for me it felt like there was a lot of sexual tension there between the jogger and nightcrawler because you know she's like jumping on him and then he's looking down mm-hmm. on her and then they like quickly pivoted and then it was mystique so it felt really jarring for me as as a reader and i didn't know what i was supposed to be taken away from from these scenes 
the jogger was very over the top and I immediately was suspicious of the jogger. I I was like, oh, is she like an orcus person trying to get close to him? You know, like posing it. Like that's what I initially thought was happening before we saw it was Mystique. So yeah, I, I agree that there was something off about the interaction with the jogger. And, and, and I'm happy to see that Nightcrawler is being adored by the public it is it's a huge contrast from where he's historically been and especially now as a mutant so the fact that now he has a spider-man suit new york loves spider-man that he's getting sort of that 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 love and adoration i god this is gonna sound so geeky um i believe andy cohen said this about sarah jessica parker that walking around with sarah jessica parker in new york city is like walking around with like the empire state building I would imagine the mm. same thing with Spider-Man walking around with yeah. Spider-Man or being part of the Spider-Man family. You're like a big New York hallmark. So mm-hmm. I love that. I love that very much. And I think that's what we're supposed to take away that he has fame and people are throwing themselves right. on him. And maybe Nightcrawler's like, maybe this is a time to indulge in happiness, but mm-hmm. there's no happiness when your mama is around. <laughs> if your mama's- no, not when Mystique is here. <laughs> and I'm glad to see that, you know, I, how did you feel about her death at the Hellfire Gala? I know you've talked about it, but yeah, for those uh, those at home who don't know, I raged about it on our stream. <laughs> I I was very emotional about it. Like it had a really <laughs> profound negative effect on me in the Hellfire Same. Gala. Um, I thought it was a horrible scene in the issue. I thought her going down so like so many characters that issue so quickly so easily like was really unsatisfying and frustrating as a fan and then my biggest problem with it was like the panel of seeing her body on the ground like bloodied and then was it dr stasis i think mm-hmm. like with a big bold like ha 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 like having this man like laughing over this 100% like broken queer agree. woman's body and i was just like that was like gut-wrenching to read for me i was like i hated it i hated it too so much and that's why i was kind of like i cocked my head at it because it's just i think in an age where we're trying to tell better stories i don't know if that was deliberate to show that this man is laughing at this queer woman bloody there Mm -hmm. but i also found it profoundly disrespectful to the character of mystique who is a very powerful shape-shifting queer woman that she yeah. went down so easily because one, I don't believe she would have ever fought destiny on, on anything. They've been through shit mm-hmm. together. If destiny saying I re- uh, Raven follow Charles, I believe Raven would, would trust Irene a lot to do that. Yeah. A B I I've said this before What mystique lacks in power. She makes up with being the world's best assassin. So mm-hmm. I don't believe she'd be like, ah, and then spin around and fall out a window and then bleed out yeah. on a rock. I, sorry, no, I don't believe that. That's not how the world's no. greatest assassin dies. I, I absolutely it, not. It, it, for me, it's disrespectful to the character. You, she can yes. still fall. She, she can still fall. You can still have that moment with Stasis laughing at her. But I mm-hmm. think Mystique, much like Pharaoh on this, would have put up a fight. There would have been yeah. more weight to that. Sorry, that's my. I right. totally no. I agree a hundred percent. Because yeah, it was kind of like her, like. St- stumbling and losing balance and like falling out a window basically so it's just like it's yeah so ridiculous it, for it, someone like her oh did you watch sex in the city i i have seen some of it <laughs> okay the, the scene where the the chick loses her balance on the heels and then she falls out the window you know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's yeah, what they did it's so silly that, that mystique would not do that i would have loved to have seen mystique 
turning into different characters, different iterations, yes. shape shifting, trying to put like up losing, a fight. Yeah. And then lose. Yes. But it's fine. She can lose and Stasis can still laugh at her. And, and we, the reader, know this is a display. It's for me, it's the fact that she went down so easily. So yeah. to see her here with amnesia, right? Because she mm -hmm. hit her head and she bled out and she somehow survived. I'm fine with it because I understand this is a part of the beat that that Sai is picking up. But I don't know. It, it's hard to see Mystique like that. But mm -hmm. obviously setting up X-Men Blue Origins because she's saying, my baby, my baby. And now we're going to find yeah. out the true origin of, of Nightcrawler. I'm so intensely curious to see what is going to happen in that issue. <laughs> I'm like, I get scared, <laughs> but curious. I think we're going to have to have you back on it. I, 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 I on the podcast so we can discuss that because I agree. Yes. I, I, I've posted about it. I just, I love the original. It's not the original, but one of the original ideas that they had for Nightcrawler's birth involving Mystique and Destiny. I think that's so mm -hmm. great, but they've yeah. gone so far away from it. And I just, you cannot mess with that iconic origin of Mystique holding baby Nightcrawler <laughs> over know. the waterfall. I'm sorry, you just can't fuck with that. <laughs> so if they're going to find a way to to have uh, Destiny still be biologically related to Nightcrawler and how mm -hmm. that worked, I'm here for it. But do not yeah. do not fuck with baby Nightcrawler <laughs> being held by Mystique. <laughs> tossed like a football. Like, I'm sorry, that's iconic. It's iconic. There's an, the action figure with the baby Nightcrawler. Like, come on. <laughs> my my theory is, and I'm curious what your theory is, that, that what mm -hmm. they're going to do is that they're going to respect Claremont's story that he wanted Mystique to shapeshift into a man, impregnate Destiny. Mm -hmm. But then something's happening with the pregnancy. Azazel comes in and transfers a baby from Irene into Mystique. Mm -hmm. And Azazel's like, well, as part as part of this pact, I'm going to put my stamp on the baby. And that's how he still has ties to Azazel and stuff like that. That is I like that. my theory. Yeah. Because huh? I like that. Because that's what I was trying to. I was like, Azazel has to be involved still somehow because Nightcrawler looks so much like him. Like, how how else would you explain that? So, yeah. No, I like that. I like because that combines everything. As long as they make it to make sense somehow. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I'm hoping for that, too. I, I We'll see where it goes. But. You yeah. know, I, I think reading this issue. Oh, and then the issue ends with Orcus and they're deploying Silver Sable um, right. to go after Nightcrawler. And and that's and that's a big reveal. And, and by the way, so I trust Sai to, to end that thought because I think he does have a good grasp on the characterization of Nightcrawler, just like how mm -hmm. Louis Simonson has a good grasp on on Gene. You can't argue mm -hmm. that they're writing the character in its purest form. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I've seen a lot of discourse about like size handling of Nightcrawler the last couple of years. And some people, again, just really don't like it and think he doesn't have a good grasp on the character. But I, I think he really understands Nightcrawler. And I think he really wants to explore a lot of those things deeply that we love about Nightcrawler. And I think that's why I like it so much. And again, like reading his interview and his thoughts about Nightcrawler as a character really put me at ease <laughs> with like, no, I feel like he loves the character and understands the character. So we'll see what happens. I, I think you can always tell when a creator loves a character. And it's clear that Psy really loves Kurt. And this issue, again, for the qualms we have stated, mm -hmm. it's clear that he loves his character. And there's and, and trying to integrate in the Spider-Man universe. I mean, we got Vulture and Silver Silver Sable. Yeah. 
like come on like oh i'm sorry director vulture yeah excuse you it's director vulture now (laughs) that's lame but at least we got silver sable out of it and i i love silver sable quite a bit Ooh, nice okay that's gonna be interesting how do you rate this issue tell me against all other nightcrawler stories everything how do you feel about this chapter for for the character that's so hard to say because there's so much i don't like about the fall of x like era so it's like i know there's situations here that i'm not happy with but i think like in terms of all the fall of x books i've read so far this is one of my favorites i liked I like that it had funny light moments. I like that we got some great Nightcrawler stuff. And I like that there was some emotional moments. And we do see that like mentally he's really struggling with all the stuff that he's been through and everything that's happened since the Hellfire Gala. I'm glad that we touched on that and we didn't gloss over any of that. So I don't know. I think for a fall of X book, it's like a four out of five for me. I, I agree yeah. 100%. 100% agree with you. It is a four out of five, Miss Marvel. I was so excited for, and I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't I don't think this is the best. Yeah. But, you know, and, and Jean Grey, it's too much of a what if. And, you know, the other the other titles I just haven't been jiving with. I can see myself yeah, picking up agreed. issue two for this. I can see myself picking up issue two. And I'm excited yeah, for, for sure. it. Yeah. Wait, 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 what is your favorite Nightcrawler story? out there oh my gosh if you had to like someone who's here like <laughs> that's so hard give me a nightcrawler story to read um i mean hey. i i liked uh, any of his like little solo mini series i liked all of those and there's two of them mm-hmm. i have the trades for just like the nightcrawler little mini series i love those um i also love anytime we get to see his friendship with logan uh oh. I love that. So like, I think divided we stand when he had like a little side adventure with Logan and Peter Colossus Mm -hmm. love stuff like that. (laughs) What did you think of his death in second coming? That was so devastating for me. I can so vividly remember reading that I was at work in the comic shop, reading it. Like as soon as I pulled it out of the box and just like sitting at work and just being devastated that he was dead. Um, and then his whole resurrection was like a mess. <laughs> I yeah, I, like I'm not going to lie to you. That, I, but... I don't know. I don't know if I could adequately ever explain his resurrection. I no. know we saw him in heaven, but yeah. it doesn't make sense that in no. House of X, he's here like, I don't know if there's something on the other side. So I'm like, well, does he not remember heaven? Like, It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and then he, during his death, he came to Wolverine, him and Gene, but Gene was an apparition of his mind, but he was a real nightcrawler. I don't, it's a whole messy era. It was a mess. Yeah. But I will say what I loved about his death and second coming is that Hope being the Messiah and he was yeah. willing to give his life for his faith. And I thought that was very beautiful. And and so I understand why he had to die. But that scene of Bastion, you know, brutal, so brutal. I agree. Like if Nightcrawler had to die, like that was like a really appropriate way for his character, like a a fulfilling way, I guess you could say. Um, But yeah, just brutal. Oh, gosh. But yeah, this issue I thought was really, really good. So yeah, I overall really liked it. I liked it. Four out of five is perfect for me. I'm definitely coming back for issue two. I'm not even going to wait for it to be on the Marvel Unlimited app. I'll, I'll buy the next <laughs> one. I think this one and Dark X-Men are my two favorite books so mm. so far in the in the fall of yeah. X. Everything else I've just been like, I'll just wait until it's dumped on Unlimited. Yeah, everything else has been kind of mediocre. 
Tori, where can folks at home hit you up? What do you have coming down the pipeline with more mutants? I'm obsessed. I'm so obsessed. I'm so glad we got to talk today. <laughs> I know. I'm so glad that we've connected. Uh, Dan and I also obsessed with you and everything that you do. But yeah. So like I said, you can find us on Twitch and Instagram and YouTube, more underscore mutants. Uh, feel free to come interact with us and hit us up. We love chatting with fans. We love having people on our Twitch to play games and talk about X-Men. Uh, we play tons of games over there, mostly Marvel games, obviously, um, but we do comic recaps, we chat with guests, we do all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, right now we're playing through Midnight Suns and uh, X-Men Legends 2. So yeah, find us on Twitch. All right, Familia, go, stop what you're doing and just go find them on Twitch, hit them up on Instagram, and we will be back to cover more Fall of X. And Tori's going to be back like every week going forward because I'm obsessed oh with her. Thank you so much. Uh, you're the best. <laughs>